Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's get to the managers here because it involves these four, t- it involves really three teams. It involves Milwaukee, the Cubs, uh, the Mets and Council, so and the Yankees to a degree. So really, it's almost four or five teams and the manager. Uh, nobody's going to sit there and not count. I mean, listen, Council got forty million dollars. Now he's not. I think he likes to consider himself the you know Samuel Gompers. Let me raise the. Uh, let me float everybody else's boat by getting a lot of money as a manager because we all know that the manager is incredibly underpaid. We have t- talked about this for a long time now. GMs hiring managers making $700,000 a year in Major League Baseball to run a big, uh, to you know, to be the voice of the team, 162 games, navigate, uh, you know, the whole regular year, win games, navigate a clubhouse, and you're only making them, paying them 750000 in a lot of these cases with the front offices thinking they're going to direct everybody and let the manager do all the dirty work. And so uh, the manager has been underpaid in Major League Baseball for a long period of time, Really, ever since Joe Torre left, which is, you know, basically 10 years ago now, minimum, uh, the manager has been really underpaid. And uh, I think Council looks at himself more than 10 years ago now for Joe. Joe left in uh, 2007 was his last year, so 15 years ago. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the GMs think that, you know, we don't need the manager. He's not important. And so Council, you know, as a free agent, I uh, had every right to do anything he wanted. The Brewers making it sound like, well, we gave him permission. He didn't give him permission. The contract was up. He can do anything he wants. When I contract's up on October 31st, uh, Anatasio, the owner, and anybody involved with Milwaukee, they have no say in what uh, he is going to do. And, you know, council took advantage of it. Uh, and uh, he had a couple of big teams, Cubs and Mets. Uh, the Mets, uh, obviously, we knew they had the connection with Stearns. The Cubs, you know, we didn't know about them. But, I mean, council wanted to, you know, hit the jackpot. And he claims at the same time be Samuel Gompers. Now, again, you could take that. That Samuel Gompers thing with a grain of salt, if you wish, but he landed, uh, you know, he landed a big enchilada. He got forty million dollars for five years. That's eight million dollars a year for a manager. Torrey made about seven or eight million when he left the Yankees, and then the Dodgers. Even Bochy's only making four million now. So, from a council perspective, I mean, I perfectly understand. Let's get the best deal, and if I have to go to Chicago, leave Milwaukee, and blow off the Mets last minute, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, he wants to pretend he's Samuel Gompers and. You know, um, uh, Norma Ray, let him. If he thinks that, you know, he was active in the Players Association a long time ago, making sure players got, you know, market value. So if he wants to get manager market value, they are underpaid. All right, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, why the Cubs decided to go in this direction, I have no idea. They had a good manager in Ross, albeit a bad finish for the Cubs. They really should have been in the postseason. But Ross did a very good job with the team. He's a good manager. He's a former catcher. He won a champion for me. He had big home runs. Uh, there was nothing that David Ross did in the last, whatever it might be, imagine the Cubs, that made you think that he was not, uh, you know, the uh, that, that made you think that he was the problem with Chicago. They have not spent a lot of money. They have, uh, you know, they've they've tightened the belt. I mean, they got a decent payroll, but it's not like it should be for that market and that ballpark and Wrigleyville and what Ricketts normally spends. And he's, you know, he's navigated the fringes pretty well, and they've been a pretty competitive team. They had a very good September two years ago, and they had a pretty good year this year where they played well before the uh, trading deadline where they didn't have to trade anybody off. And although they did finish losing six and seven in Arizona, which is a problem, they did a good job. 
So the idea that Ross gets fired for counsel, counsel's a little bit of an upgrade, uh, that's not fair. So what the Cubs did to Ross, and by the way, he didn't even know. He was in Tallahassee, and Jed Hoyer, who kept this very secretive with his little uh, powwow with counsel, flew to uh, so basically, Ross found out that he was out when everybody else found out he was out. And maybe he had a 10-minute heads up, but it wasn't that much when Council told everybody the other day that he was going to the Cubs yesterday. And Council sitting there in Tallahassee working on spring training 2024 was blindsided. And Hoyer had to go down there and basically, you know, explain to him what, in fact, was happened. So I'm sure Ross is ticked off. Now, listen, uh, the idea that Council is Miller Huggins is absolutely absurd. He has lost nine of his last 10 playoffs games and everybody making a big deal that well you know what he has won a lot of game divisions and now he makes the playoffs and that uh, you know give him credit in a small market he makes play makes the playoffs listen they're a small market in a division of small markets the reds never spend a dime they stink pirates never spend a dime they spink Cubs have not spent a lot of money since 2016. Rizzo left, Bryant left. You know, uh, they have not spent, Lester retired. I mean, they have not spent a lot of money since 2016. Got a good payroll. It's 150, 160 million, but it's not gargantuan and nor the Cardinals. So the idea that Council is somehow, some way winning the NL West or the NL East or the AL East with little old small Milwaukee is absolutely absurd. I mean, that's ridiculous. He's won a division or he's made the playoffs out of what is really a disaster because that is a both central stink. That's a little better than the American League Central because in the American League Central with the Royals and the Guardians and the Twins and the Tigers and, and you know, the and the White Sox, all right, there's not one heavy hitter there, but there's not a big heavy hitter in the NL Central either. So let's keep that in mind before we sit there and extol counsel about how he's the best manager in baseball. The best manager in baseball is in Texas. I mean, there's not even an issue. There's nobody who even comes close, and that includes counsel, who, again, is 1-9 in nine in his last 10 playoff games and who blew two leads against Arizona this year in a wild card round. So let's not sit there and go nuts about, please, that's not fair. And the idea, too, Two, that somehow, some way, uh, that, uh, you know, he wanted to stay close to home. And he, you can't, you know, that would be like me saying, let me take a job in radio in Philly so I can stay close to home and I live in Connecticut. What? That's not close to home. Wrigley Field is on the North Shore. And to get from Wrigley Field to downtown Milwaukee, that's a two and I know it's only 90, 95 miles. You try driving that with traffic. Was he going to go home every night? No chance. I mean, the idea is somehow, some way that he's close by to see his two kids play volleyball in high school is a bunch of nonsense. No, he's not. Chicago, it, it might be Midwest. It might be a little easier than New York City. But the idea that he took the Cub job from a geographical standpoint is nonsense because Wrigley Field to freaking his home in White Mass, Wisconsin is a freaking hike. So I don't buy that either. I know I don't blame him for taking the money. And that brings us to point two. And I think the Cubs, you know, went way overboard and shouldn't have fired Ross. That brings us to point two. And that's Milwaukee, whose owner, Mark Anantasio, in the last day or so, made it sound like how could anybody leave this great organization, this great community? If I'm not mistaken, he lives half the year in L.A. So it's not like he's living, you know, in downtown Milwaukee at the Fister Hotel. I mean, let's take it easy with the Brewer owner. That's number one. Number two, since one of the Milwaukee Brewers, the L.A. Dodgers. When's the last time they won championships? They've never won one. They've been in one World Series, for crying out loud, and they lost. 
I mean, geez, they, and they had a 3-2 lead and they lost. I mean, the idea somehow, some way that the Milwaukee Brewers or the Boston Red Sox, that how anybody could possibly want to leave this great area and this great community when they're the third team in town. They're not bigger than the Bucks right now with Giannis, who won a title two years ago, and they're certainly not bigger than the Packers. So the idea that the Brewers are some incredible spot where you want to, how could you not want to manage Milwaukee with their $95 million payroll? You must be kidding me. I mean, since when is Milwaukee a destination spot? I don't understand. I like Milwaukee. I'm not knocking a city. But let's be honest. From a Major League Baseball standpoint, it's way down on the list as far as great spots to go manage that win a championship. A team that doesn't spend a lot of money, that doesn't have a tremendous history of winning, that when the owner was asked yesterday whether he would have matched Council's contract to keep him, he declined to answer. So in other words, he's getting on Council you know, p- passively, aggressively for leaving. How could you leave here? Yet when they asked him, all right, Mark, you had a chance to match the deal and maybe he would have stayed, he wouldn't answer it. So if you love him so much, why don't you sign, match the contract? Greg, if you got 40 from Chicago, we'll give you 42. Stay. You can afford it. So the idea that Milwaukee is some big deal, I mean, which is what the premise was from the Milwaukee people yesterday, is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Selig stole the team from Seattle with, a, with litigation back in 1969, the old Seattle Pilots. That's how the team got that. That's how Milwaukee got the Brewers. Now, the Braves had left in 1966. They hadn't had a team for five years, and they were a good National League team. But Selig stole the Pilots, for crying out loud. These are not the New York Yankees. So that is the second point I wanted to make. And the third point I wanted to make was the Mets. You mean to tell me, and I don't care, and everybody has told me now in the last two days, everybody who wants to basically praise the Mets for this great hire, and they've killed Buck Showalter. Oh, you don't know Chris. He's a pain in the ass to work with. What a know-it-all. He doesn't want to get along at the front office. Here's what I know about Buck Showalter. You know what I know about Buck Showalter? I'll say it right out of the gate. Teams that he manages are usually pretty competitive. He's won four Managers of the Year awards in four different locations. He was good in Baltimore. He was good in Texas. He was good in Arizona. He was good with the Yankees. And he was good to hear in his first year at the Mets. So everywhere Buck goes, he has winning seasons. That's number one. Number two, and if he's the biggest pain in the ass in America and the front office doesn't like him because it's going to be Buck's way of the highway, live with it. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to have a halfway decent season. This year wasn't his fault. He lost his closer in March with the Diaz, with that dopey World Baseball classic. Scherzer stunk and he got traded. Verlander wasn't great. He got traded. They had injuries all over the place. They had one of those years. And this is after last year where Scherzer imploded late in the year and they got beat by San Diego first by the Braves for the division and then San Diego later on. So the idea that somehow, some way, Buck underachieved with this team is a bunch of nonsense. But let me get this straight. This is where the Mets are going to go for Carlos Mendoza, the Yankee bench coach. Now, he might be the next Casey Stengel. And if he is, in 10 years, if I'm still around, I'll apologize. But the idea is somehow, some way that David Stearns, who, by the way, this is his first manager he's ever hired, who, whatever the reason, let Buck walk, didn't even fire him himself, let Buck walk, didn't have the courtesy to pick up the phone and tell him or see him in person, out. Buck had to handle his own firing, and now Stearns is going to bring in Mendoza and doesn't want, doesn't want Buck to manage the team. Let me ask you a question right now. For the 2024 Mets, would you rather have Buck Showwater managing your team or Carlos Mendoza? And if you say Mendoza, you're wrong. 
You got a better chance to be good with Buck managing the team or Mendoza. And the idea, well, hold on now, Chris. If you let Buck manage the team now and he wants to go with his own guy and have a good year, well, then you can't fire Buck after next year. Or isn't, the, isn't that the – wouldn't you be happy that you had a good year? Wouldn't you be if, – if you want to – if you think now's the right time to fire Buck, so let's get him out of here now just in case next year he wins a World Series. Well, don't you want to win a World Series? Isn't that the idea? This is New York City. You know, imagine the Royals. Isn't that the idea that, you know, if you can win a World Series in 2024 and with the expanded playoffs, we just saw Arizona for a crying out loud, almost win the whole damn thing. In the expanded playoffs, you got a good chance every year to win a World Series, especially the Mets, who have more money than God. And you know if somehow next year the Mets are, you know, 15 games over 500 at the All-Star break, Cohen will spend a fortune to bring players in. But somehow, some way, the Yankee, the, the Met general manager told himself for the president of baseball operations, told himself, Ah, I got the great idea. I'll have Epler, who's since been departed. I'll have him walk Buck out the door. I won't get involved. I'll use the fact that it's my contract. I haven't been signed yet, so I can't talk to anything, which was a bunch of nonsense. And in the meantime, I'll go to Mendoza. I'll bring in the Yankee bench coach to be my skipper. First off, Met fans don't like Yankee bench coaches being their managers. That's number one. And don't bring up the fact that Buck grew up as a Yankee fan or a Yankee because Buck managed 9,000 places in the last 25 years besides the Yankees. And he got fired from the Yankees. That's not forget that number two when did the yankees out strategize people how was their year last year they have a good year they were 82 and 80 and the owner went on record he hired an outside firm to take a look at what's going on with the franchise the gm in august said this has been a complete catastrophe Yet the bench coach, who was 82 and 80, who never could beat Houston, basically navigating with Aaron Boone, now he's a hot commodity because the Guardians wanted to talk to him or the Padres wanted to talk to him, and so the Mets had to grab him? What? Now, listen, everybody says he's great. He's 43 years of age, grew up in baseball, managed the minor leagues. You know what? The Mets are the second, the the Mets are the hardest job in the sport. And he might be great. Let him be great somewhere else. And then when he shows that he's a big manager, I'll pay what I got to pay to bring him into New York. That's the way I handle it. I'm not bringing him in to let him be a guinea pig in New York. And by the way, when the Mets try that, how did it work with Callaway? He turned out to be a good manager. How did it work with Rojas? Did he turn out to be a good manager? First year managers in New York. They, they, how'd, they, how'd they turn out? Willie Randolph, they fired him. How'd that turn out? No, it didn't turn out too good. Most managers at the Mets, which is an impossible job because you're the, you're, you got a very tricky fan base who has a huge inferiority complex with the Yankees six miles away, who don't like the previous ownership, Wilpon. That still stings, and it's bitter because Wilpon never spent a nickel, and the team was a disaster. They made the playoffs six times in 50 years under his tutelage. So they got scars from that, and you know they came off a very dis- – and they've won two championships in 60 years. So the Mets fan says – now, let me get this straight. We haven't won forever, and now you're going to bring in this guy who managed the, who was the bench coach for Boone and Aaron Boone. And we love Aaron Boone. He ain't John McGraw either. Yeah, we're going to bring in the guy who worked with Boone, and we're going to have him manage our team. We're going to fire the guy who we, you know, who had good, two good years here, despite this year. And not only that, then we're going to get basically outbid by council. If you wanted council so badly, and the Cubs offered 40 million, he's got more money than God, this guy, the owner. Give him 50 million. Well, geograph- geographics, geography, Chris, he's never come here. There's a, people go and the money is. And if, you, if the Cubs open them 40, throw another 10 million down him, uh, 10 million in his face. And give him free helicopter rides back to Milwaukee so he can see his kids, girls play volleyball. He might have come. So everybody here, 
I don't understand the Cubs firing Ross for a manager who is 1-9 in the postseason since 2018 who wins and makes the playoffs out of the second least competitive division in the sport. That's number one. Number two, the Brewers, how dare he leaves? This is a great community. When the owner spends half his time in L.A. and the Brewers were stolen from Seattle with a lawsuit in 1969 who had been to one World Series in 100 years. I'm supposed to go crazy about the Brewers now? This is not the Boston Red Sox, okay? That's number two. Number three, the Mets decided after they showed Buck out the door, they decided in their magical way that, hey, it's not council. We're not going to get him. It's too much money. Despite the fact that basically they gave, te- they gave Texas... 300 million to pay Scherzer off to buy a prospect. And the guy's got more money he's worth. He wants to build an $80 billion complex around the ballpark, sort of like the Braves do, have the Battery Park there in Atlanta. They got more money than they can spend, yet somehow they were outbid by the Cubs. And I don't want to hear about geography, that's a bunch of nonsense. Somehow they were outbid by the Cubs, and the guy they come up with is a guy who is the Yankee bench coach for Boone, who. In the last, they can't beat Houston. They can't hit. They're coming off 82 and 80 when Boone himself was scrappling for his, to keep his job. And this is the guy you're bringing in New York who have a history of bringing in managers who have no experience who flame out. Mickey Callaway and Rojas. Should I continue? And the funny thing is, look at it this way. What guy in baseball is not one of these computer geeks who learned about the sport through his computer when he was at Dartmouth or at Harvard or at Princeton or one of these big, you know, cow with the A's. Which general manager right now who learned the game from playing it, from understanding the, uh, the ebb and flow of it, the human emotion of it? Which general manager? Chris Young. Who's he, who's he a general manager of? Texas. When Chris Young went to go look for a manager this year, did he look for a guy who does a nice job making sure uh, does he do and, and you know does a nice job of making sure he goes to GM's office to get the lineup down that the GM wants to handle the manager before the game? Does he do that? And the Yankees, by the way, if you don't think Boone gets operational detail from Cash when you're freaking nuts, he does what they tell him to do. And Mendoza is along those same lines. So basically, Stearns is going to give the Yankees, give uh, Mendoza the line. Hey, Carlos, here you go. I want this guy batting fourth tonight. You think Chris Young tells Bochy who bats fourth? Who won the World's Championship? I forgot. Who? What manager? Who was unemployed for three years because nobody wanted him. And the Giants fired him after they won three championships and they brought in Kapler, who was already out. Bruce Bochy's on his way to the Hall of Fame. You think he's looking at the GM suggestions with lineups before he gets ready for a postseason, postseason game? What do you think he says? I'll take care of it. Stay away. So Council hits a home run when he's 1-9 in a postseason since 2018, and he wins the division with the Pirates and the Reds in it, the Cardinals, who have Oliver Mormel, Wadhoo, as their manager, and the Cubs haven't spent a nickel. You know, Marcus Stroman, you know, uh, who the Cubs brought in? They couldn't even keep get Bellinger signed long-term. Who have the Cubs brought in? What, the kid from Japan? Who have the Cubs brought in who is a big-time player? They let Rizzo go. They let Bryant go. Who, who have the Cubs brought in? They let Baez go. Those guys won championships for them. So the Cubs, to make sure that, you know, Wrigleyville is fixed properly with all the construction, the Cubs have said, you know, we'll take a pass for five years. We've won our championship. We've satiated our fan base. Now we can lay back. I can collect my money 
the ownership, collect my money, and then when we want to win again, we can win. And that's not a bad philosophy if that's what you want to take. But that's the division in which, or the, a lot, that's the postseason path that council took up in Milwaukee. Yet he landed a $40 million contract for five years. Now, good for him. Played out his app, good for him. And then the Brewers are going to sit there and tell me, and the owner who spends half his time in L.A. is going to tell me, how dare anybody want to leave Milwaukee? This is a great community. What? Great community. Uh, uh, Kareem wanted to leave Milwaukee, didn't he? What do you mean a great community? I don't understand. And I like Milwaukee. I have no problem with it. I love Green. I've been in Lambeau many a time. I, 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 nobody knows the history of Milwaukee better than me. Uh, I love Milwaukee. Been in that hotel. I've gone taking kids on road trips to, to see the Bucks, to see the Brewers. I went to Old County Stadium. So you don't sit there and knock me about Milwaukee. What do I know? I know a lot about Milwaukee. But it's not Los Angeles. Okay, It's not New York. It's not Boston. Let's be fair. It's the Milwaukee Brewers. That's number two. And then number three, the guy in New York who had a great reputation, and he might be Branch Rickey. And if he does, I'll give him an apology. It might take 10 years. I might be dead, but I'll give him an apology. The GM, the guy who ran, who's now running the Mets, threw Buck out the door, didn't even do it himself, threw Buck out the door, and in his head, the guy that was the man to replace him was the guy who was the Yankee bench coach, Carlos Mendoza, who because he had four interviews and interviewed well with four of the franchises, he was a hot candidate. We got to bring him in here. Despite the fact, last time I looked, the Yankees were a colossal bust in 2023 where all of them, Cashman, every guy in the front office, the training staff, every single one of them should have been singing for their supper as far as their job scenario is concerned. And if Hal Steinbrenner was his father who won six championships, he would have. Boy, I tell you. And yet the guy in Texas who does it the proper way, guts, feel, some money. Don't get me wrong. They spent $600 million on Simeon and, and Seeger. That plays into this. I'm not arguing that. But said, you know what? When I get a manager, let me call Nashville. The guy's old, but boy, oh boy, he knows what he's doing in a big game. Bruce, interested? I sure am. I've been dying for somebody to call me. Nobody calls me. I've been dying for a job. Come to Texas. You sure? Love to have you. I'll give you $4 million a year. I'm on board. What happens? Title. Parades in Arlington. That's championship baseball. That's championship baseball. And I, I and I don't care if Buck Showalter, Buck Showalter was stooge, the Grinch who stole Christmas. And boy, I'll tell you right now, everybody has come out and told me. I'm not going to tell you who. I mean, I usually don't do this. I have heard, you know, because they want to protect the Mets. Everybody, well, Chris, you have no idea what you're talking about. Buck is a complete pain in the ass. Everybody can't stand him in the front office. He thinks he knows it all. What has he ever won? Here's what Buck's won. He's won a hell of a lot more than Carlos Mendoza's ever won. That I can tell you. That I promise you. Four managers of the year. He's been good everywhere he's been. He got the Diamondbacks ready for a World Series. He won in Texas. He won in Baltimore with Duquette. And he won with the Yankees prior to that. And he won with the Mets. What else do you want? All right, he's 67 years of age. He's not going to be there for 20 years. I'll buy that. What else? Anything else? What, because he won't sing Kumbaya with you at supper time? We have to, because of that, you know, he doesn't, quote unquote, get along with the front office. He won't do what we tell him to do and what reliever to use in the fifth inning of a game in June. You think Chris Young goes downstairs or picks up the phone and calls the dugout, raising hell? Hey, Bruce. Why in the world is this guy going... Th- Why is Jordan Montgomery in a game for the third time through the lineup? You think he's doing it? Or you think he's saying, you know what? 
I hired the guy. He knows what he's doing. Knows how to win when it counts. Postseason. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.